This is Nick Ambrillaro, host of Tiger Talk, a student media podcast based on news for the LSU and Baton Rouge area. Joining us today is Dylan Sanders, writer for the Reveille, big fan of the Astros, and a blue checkmark verified Twitter profile. Dylan, how are you doing today? I am doing good, especially good, because I know that the Houston Astros are going to go up 2-1 to one on the Boston Red Sox tonight. Tonight. We're recording this on Monday, so be sure to check ESPN after this goes up and see what actually happened. But Jared Broadham, another fan of the Red Sox, how, how are things going between you two? Um, you know, I just want to tell Jared that uh, I'm going to be here for emotional support whenever his team leaves the playoffs early. Uh, I mean, I know he's used to that as a Red Sox fan. Uh, but, you know, if he, you know, whenever it happens, the Astros, you know, the best team in baseball, <laughs> he might feel really bad. So I'm here to talk to you, Jared. No, no personal, no, per- no personal feelings. Well, as a fan of the Mariners, I will be rooting for the Red Sox as well. So <laughs> I'm with you, Jared. But skipping from this, uh, we want to. We have Dylan on today to talk about LSU and a quite eventful weekend that it has been for football. Uh, on Saturday, LSU took on Florida here in Death Valley, and they won that game 49-42. to uh, During that game, Ty Davis-Price, running back for LSU, put up 287 yards, three touchdowns on 36 carries, setting a new team record uh, for rushing during game, breaking Leonard Fournette's record of 284 that was set in 2016 against Old Miss. Dylan, what did you think about the game this past Saturday? Well, uh, my throat hurts because I was in the student section for that game uh, yelling. Uh, I had so much fun. Florida is my least favorite team, least favorite school, most hated, biggest rival. Um, that's all I really, all I really, going into a season, all I really care about is beating Florida. Everything else that happens is Lanyap. Uh, but I, I, so I was really, really excited. I did not expect it when I was going in. I was like, it was like I was walking into like my walking into my hospital room that I'm going to die in. Like I was, I was ready. Uh, and then uh, the Florida Gators did what the Florida Gators have been doing recently and losing to the LSU Tigers. Yeah. Uh, so it was a blast. It was so much fun. It was a revelation watching Ty Davis Price. I know he does not like Florida either. He's a he's big anti Florida guy, and he came into the game. Uh, mad and ran like it and it was so much fun to watch he definitely did I mean I was in the student section as well I showed up right at game time it did fill up there were some reports that the stadium was a little empty beforehand but okay yeah so I was there I got there about an hour about 40 I'll say 40 minutes before kickoff until about 20 minutes it was empty like it was I was like oh no this is embarrassing Uh, and then uh, and then as soon as like like you said about Two minutes before kickoff, it was magically like it wasn't full. It wasn't even close to full. The student section was was pretty full. It was, but it has been this year. Like the students, I want to give a shout out. They've been awesome all year. Like yeah, at least for showing up, staying throughout the whole entire games. So. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome because uh, a lot of people have been complaining about student years and students uh, student sections in years past, like leaving earlier and earlier. But they did a great job on um, on, uh, on on Saturday, and uh, they showed up. And the rest of the the rest of the stadium was was. Pretty good. It felt closer to a uh, like at least for the amount of people that were there, felt closer to like earlier in the season game. But it was loud. It was. It was loud. It it felt like a 2019 kind of like environment. Well, speaking of 2019, everybody there was gator chomping <laughs> during that. Game. I think that's a new thing. I think it's just gonna. I think it's just gonna be a thing. I was there. I was at the 2019 game whenever that happened. That was 
one of the most fun times I've ever had at Tiger Stadium, and this is a close like second. I had so much fun on Saturday. Um, one of my friends, one of my best friends, uh, WNS underscore Brandon on Twitter does Locked On Gators. So he, he does a, a Gators podcast every day. He's been a Gators fan for a while. We had a slap bet, if anyone has ever seen <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, yes. going to this game, that LSU would cover the spread. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I won that, obviously. Congratulations. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we've uh, we've actually done a couple slap bets. This is not our first LSU in Florida. I've never lost a slap bet to him. Uh, our first slap bet was, because uh, we did a podcast together, uh, it was going into the 2019 season, who would have a better season, Felipe Franks or Joe Burrow? <laughs> I think we all know who won that one. I think we all know who won that one. Um, so it's always good to be able to rub it in his face. Of course, the shoe throwing last year was amazing. Yes. And this year... Uh, we got to really ruin their season. Like, you know, they have nothing to look forward to. And then Anthony Richardson gave some terrible – did you see what Anthony Richardson said after the game? No, I didn't. What did you okay, say? Okay, so after they got embarrassed by LSU Tigers, go Tigers, um, he, he someone asked him uh, about transferring, like leaving, like due to like not having that much success. or due, It was due to like this split role. He said, I don't really, you know, it's not really time to talk about that. Time will tell. Right now, I'm a Gator, and everyone was like, "Ooh, that is." It's kind of telling what those words. <laughs> that is not uh, the what you want to hear from your quarterback. Yeah. Um, so a lot happened. Uh, LSU won. LSU looked more like a classic LSU team, at least in the run game. The defense. I want to give a shout out to the defense. They gave up 42 points, but it was kind of a fluky 42 points. They Florida's offense didn't look good at all during the game. Uh, during the game, they got a couple long long plays. They need to learn hail mary defense. Don't know how that was given up, uh, but I, overall it was it was a great day. Great yeah. day. I mean, DBU four interceptions during that game. Oh. Both are two from each of the Florida quarterbacks. Um, so I mean, what really led to this offensive performance? I know the O line was something that was highlighted by Ogeron leading up to this game. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the best performance of the offensive line, obviously, this year in the last two years. Um, they were they played strong. They were bullying people. Uh, they had a couple penalties, a couple iffy holding calls. Um, that really like broke up drives. Really I mean, there was a. Drives. I don't know exactly when the game, what time in the game there was, but I mean there was a long pass to one of the receivers, and that just got uh, called back. The, it was it was to end the okay. So yeah, it was to end the first half. It was one drive. Had two big holding calls, two big plays called back by holding penalties, and then that led to the Hail Mary. Hmm. Um, so that obviously not a great sequence. Everyone thought the uh, the momentum had swung away from LSU, but uh, you know the the offensive line they deserve their uh, their praise. They they looked the best the best communication. Liam Shanahan has been getting a lot of criticism throughout the year, and rightfully so. But uh, once you have your center really show up and play well, it makes it so much easier for the rest of the offensive line. Absolutely. I mean, the Tigers, they have five games left this, left this season. Uh, but on Sunday, you had early in the morning the announcement that Ogeron, Coach Ogeron, will not be returning in 2022. Yeah. Um, there were some murmurs the night before uh, about Coach O uh, getting fired before the game, and no one really kind of knew – what was going to happen or if winning would change that. And then, of course, it got uh, fully announced that, yes, Coach O is leaving uh, despite after after the win. Um, they went ahead and cut it off anyway. Um, and 
he'll coach the rest of the season, which a lot of people have been criticizing. It's not the most conventional move to fire a guy and then be like, all right, coach the rest of the, the rest of the season. Um, but they don't really have anyone to be interim either. So I, th- I think it, I think it's the best for the players and for recruiting that he is, uh, he's still staying throughout the rest of the year. So obviously during this press conference, especially these opening remarks, one of the things that they highlighted was the standard of play for the university and the football team. How, how do you see things going forward with this team? I tweeted out, actually during the Florida game, uh, I tweeted out, uh, it's how I felt, is that this team has so much talent. No one should ever say that this team is a bad team or that LSU sucks or whatever. I've seen fans say that. This team is just bad. It's whatever. This team's not bad. This no. team has so much talent. And this season up to this point, up to that Florida game, has been a complete and utter failure of the LSU players. I don't put anything on them. Uh, it's just been disorganized, and uh, it, it hasn't looked the same. And there are plenty of things going around speculating as to what could have led to the miscommunication or uh, distrust in the locker room uh, between the coaching staff and the players. Uh, but I think that whoever comes in is walking into an amazing spot because this team is just rife with talent. There's so many good players and so much success to be had with the players that LSU already has on uh, on this team and coming in next year that is going to be it's going to be awesome. I think the future is super, super bright for LSU. Absolutely. I mean, you have so many freshmen and sophomores that have been on the field because those older players have missed time due to injury. So they're mm-hmm. getting that valuable time right now. I mean, Johnson, this is what is an eighth, ninth start yeah, it's, ever. It feels like he's been here for five years, but, <laughs> it, but it really has been like eight games, eight or nine I, games. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely things that the, the universe, that the team can build upon. And whoever this next coach is going to be, there's building box, blocks in place, I should say. Um, and I mean, emphasis on the players. That's been something that Coach Ogeron talked in this press conference about. Uh, you know, the team in 2019, how many of those players were drafted into the NFL and what the lasting marks they have left on the university, on the program. I mean, credit to the players and what they've been able to do. Um, so right now, Coach Ogeron, he has a 49-17 and 17 overall record. Again, there's five more games left in the season on paper. There could be a potentially more case things shake up and we somehow get a bowl game there's always that option um but it was also announced that he's getting a buyout of 17 million dollars uh and the strangest thing about this in my opinion is the public appearances that he'll be doing as well for the university uh he'll be making one public appearance per year for four appearances in total just on behalf of the lsu community um and he can't be a head coach at any sec schools for the next 18 months but it sounds especially you sitting in the press conference, it sounds like he doesn't really want to do this going forward. Um, at least uh, he said that he does not want to coach in the next uh, next year. Um, and, I, you know, I don't blame him for saying that because I don't know if – how I don't know what the market is going to be for Coach O, especially in the SEC. Um, there are, I mean, a lot of factors leading into that. But – I think it's smart for him just to take take a step back for a while. I did I actually didn't know that about the public appearances. That's really interesting. But yeah, he's you know uh, don't feel bad for Coach O. The dude's getting a lot of money to do nothing. Yes. Um, 
And, you know, I, I, would, I would say just don't feel bad for Coach O. Yeah. And that was reported by Wilson Alexander of The Advocate, if anybody wants to look into that story. So one of the things that was asked of him during this press conference was, you know, why is he going to stay with the program? Most coaches, when they get you know fired and he is an interim head coach at this time, leave the program. They're not going to continue out these next five games. So why is he, Coach Ogeron, sticking with the program? Well, he loves LSU. He lo- You can tell there's no doubting that he loves the school. Um, I There's a lot of stuff going on I don't, in the background. Um, I don't know. It leads to speculation of like what is the real reason he's being fired. No one really know, like they'll say the the record. No one really knows why he was fired because it does seem kind of abrupt. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's the school will point to the wins yeah. and losses that are there, yes. but there's outlying there's, factors that the school doesn't want to actually report on or speak on. Yeah, as of now, for now at least. Um, you know, it kind of uh, listening to the press conference. It kind of leads uh, Scott Woodward. I don't know if how many people caught on to this, but he was whenever he was talking about the firing of Coach O, he mentioned William Tate, and it was LSU's decision. Mm. So it, it makes you think like why it was fired, like why like makes you think more about the decision um, as to firing Coach O. Right. And I mean, you in a di- sorry, you talked at the press conference. You asked him specifically, what advice do you have for the next head coach? I mean, Ogeron shut you down but yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, is yeah. your advice towards them um my advice to the next head coach is hire you know actually interview player actually interview the coaches <laughs> um do a little bit more diligent hiring um and just for the reference we're talking about the defensive coordinator that was brought in in 2020 yeah Bo Pelini uh it, well he said that uh, during last year he didn't he didn't interview Coach O didn't interview anybody and in this year uh you know you look to the hires uh I was I'm a big still a big fan of the Durante Jones hire I think that was a great job on Coach O's part uh Jake Peets they kind of uh this 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 piece of advice no offense to Jake Peets no offense to anybody this is for the next head coach of LSU and to Scott Woodward is to stop chasing the ghost of Joe Brady. That is why Jake, Jake Peets got hired. I'm sure he's a, he I'm sure he's a really smart football mind. I don't know if he's ready for LSU, um, and maybe he will be one day. Um, he knows he obviously knows football. He's a good coach, but he got he got hired because they want Joe Brady again. Move on and stop chasing 2019 because it's. Uh, it, you're not going to reach that high again chasing this going down the same path you're going to have to innovate and change as LSU and college football is always changing absolutely and they need to do this fast I mean mm-hmm. coming out today today's Monday uh, there were reports that uh, Coy Moore sophomore wide receiver for the team has entered the transfer portal mm-hmm. and in addition uh, one of our four-star recruits Aaron Anderson wide receiver in the area have both you know said we want out for lack of a better term. So the university needs to be prominent on this. They need to get forward, get the ball rolling, and just so you don't see more of this stuff happening. Um, in terms of next year's recruiting class and the recruiting, um, there is, I can tell you right now, there's not a decision that will be made that uh, the recruits, uh, at least our top two, Will Campbell and uh, Walker Howard, do not know about and don't approve of because uh, I, I know LSU is going gonna, is gonna to – really really try i mean they 
I, I knew that th- I know that they wanted uh, this decision to be made before the game, and they worked hard to get uh, Walker Howard to the to the stadium and to the school so that they could talk to him mm. about the future of LSU. Um, and I know Coach O is not going to be telling kids not to come here. Uh, he'll be able to sell if there's anyone that can sell someone on the prospects of Baton Rouge and and LSU. It'll be Coach O still because um, he doesn't. I don't know if he holds any ill will towards the school. Um, doesn't seem like it. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, they they need they need to be a, they need to hire someone fast. But it's not going to be. I don't know. It's it's not going to happen soon. But they need to have a plan uh, because they're. All I know is that there's some major agents uh, really, really happy right now because they're about to get a, a lot of people are about to be getting some pay raises and extensions because of this LSU opening and the USC opening. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, moving things that need to be settled before LSU can find their coach. But I know LSU is going to LSU. I think is going to find who they want to find. And that's the good thing, at least. Absolutely. Well, Dylan, I want to end this with just a wrap-up. You know, you've been here for three years now. You've been a part of the LSU community, fan of LSU sports. What has Coach Oak meant to you in the last five, six years of his tenure? Um, well, I'll. Uh, we've had a lot of laughs, at, not at Coach O's expense, but with Coach O. I, love, I mean, everyone loves doing the, the Coach O voice. Um <laughs> There's been some memorable moments. Obviously, I have to thank thank Coach O for bringing in Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, without without Coach O, 2019 never happens. When none of us know who Joe Burrow is, and Joe Burrow is going to have a statue outside of the stadium uh, before, honestly, probably too long. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, Coach O brought some undeniable great memories to LSU. Um, so 2019 doesn't happen without him. And uh, and yeah, so that's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. You, uh, I'm I'm excited for the future though as well, pa- uh, post Coach O because there are a lot of options, a lot of options, and a lot of ways that this could go. And with Scott Woodward, I think we know it's going to be a splash, and it's going to be someone that we uh, we all know and and excites us. I think absolutely. I mean, you've seen a re-energy. Oh, I'm sorry reinvigoration for women's basketball with the Kim Mulkey hiring mm-hmm. and also just more interest in the baseball team as well with Jay Johnson being hired out of Arizona. So Will Wade is probably going to get an extension pretty soon. It's the Scott Woodward era of LSU and um, we know that money is not an issue and he's going to make things happen that he wants to happen. It'll be someone young, someone – if I had to bet an explosive offense or at least someone who has a, a – who has a good recruiting mind but has that that's an interesting people have brought up a lot of people who are recruiters first uh I don't know if they're going to want to repeat that with the next coach because you know that's really what coach O was uh another piece of advice for them would be to just hire an offensive mind that's where that's where college football is going hire an offensive mind LSU's defense will always have the players yeah well I want to say thank you Dylan for coming on and where can we find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders, like the Bud Light commercial. I, I made my name Dilly Sanders before the the Bud Light commercial, but afterwards, it is that's all I ever <laughs> get is Dilly Dilly and all that stuff. So it's fun. Well, uh, so just think of that and then look up my name. You had it first. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on.
If you're interested in following the LSU Reveille, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LSU Reveille. For KLSU Radio, you can find them on Instagram at KLSU FM and live on 91.1 FM.